This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. One of my family's most recent food forays was to the Oregon coast, the south coast where I grew up near North Bend, Coos Bay. Readers who have been reading my blog since its inception, 2007, have certainly seen mention of my hometown and the activities that we do there to make the most of the coastal bounty. Salmon being probably chief among them in a lot of people's minds. My husband was keen to catch both the Chinook Run and the Coho Run on the Coos and Coquille Rivers, also the Umpqua River in that region, and just struck out, (laughs) not for lack of trying, with a few friends he'd invited along. It just was not happening, the salmon fishing on that particular weekend. Not that other people weren't having any luck, but the group made sort of an about face kind of most of the way through the weekend that they were going to go fishing on a charter boat early in the morning and go for rockfish. And I could not have approved more heartily, as I said in my blog, because to me, rockfish, all the various species of white fleshed fish that can be found around reefs and geologic formations, that's fish in my mind. It's what I grew up eating. It was widely available on the Oregon coast when I was a kid, very, very reasonably priced, fresh in all the fish markets of which there were several. There's not as many as there were when I was young, but lingcod, red rockfish, black cod, sole, all all those types of species are things that I think of when I think of fish. And when I have rockfish that is really, really fresh, ocean fresh, like this fish was, I like to keep it really simple. I'm not a big fan of battering and frying things. I I like fish and chips, um, probably not as much as most people, but you know, on, on occasion, really good fish and chips. I prefer to get a crispy coating cooking fish at home with panko breading, and I have given instructions for this in one of my last columns in the Meal Tribune food section for actually making chicken strips from chicken tenderloins using a basic flour dredge, egg wash, and then panko breading. And it works beautifully on fish, of course. can be kind of shallow fried in a pan. It doesn't need to be totally immersed in the manner of deep frying. It can be fried kind of on one side if the oil goes up halfway and then flipped over to crisp on the other side. And that's typically what I do. I like to add curry powder and turmeric to the panko. It gives it a nice color, really, really pronounced golden color, but also a really nice flavor. I really like that curry flavor. It kind of makes me think of like a hybrid of English pub food, you know, fish and chips and curries that are often available in those types of eateries. That's how I go about it. But we have fish in the freezer that after a couple of months, isn't going to taste its best. It's still going to be perfectly edible. It's still going to taste as good or better as anything that could be obtained in grocers in this area that's flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and probably not local. But that's the time when I try to incorporate a little bit more spice, a little bit more 
flavor, citrus zest, fresh herbs in my preparation. And I shared a recipe on this week's blog that was posted on Wednesday, October 9th, under the headline, Rockfish Befits Flavors of Both Home and Abroad. This is a recipe originally from the Chicago Tribune called Fish Stew with Moroccan Flavors. And it gives directions for a Moroccan-style, almost charmoula sauce that's very commonly served with fish in that part of the world with a lot of fresh herbs, parsley, cilantro, mint, ground cumin, The preparation calls for a vegetable stew with onion, bell pepper, cayenne pepper, potatoes, carrots, diced tomatoes, preserved lemon if you have that. And I also gave a link for an easy preserved lemon recipe on my blog from last year to be obtained from the archives. There's some pitted green olives in this, honey and cinnamon. It's a really, really diverse flavor palette here, which is pretty common of North African flavors. And that can be found on my blog, The Whole Dish, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. I thought I'd dig back in the archives though and find another recipe to share rather than just sort of reiterating that particular one in the podcast. And I came up with a recipe I've really, really been dying to try and I no doubt will. It has an Asian flavor profile, which is one of my favorites, Hanoi style fried fish. So of course, being from Vietnam with turmeric and dill. And again, echoing my use of turmeric in my panko breading. This is presented as a lettuce wrap. And that's another thing we ate on our trip to the coast and our campground was albacore tuna tacos. I mean, everybody loves that format of fish cradled in something (laughs) to get it to the mouth. I eat tacos so often and kind of get a little bit tired of the meat carb formula, as I call it, that I really love to mix it up with something like a lettuce wrap. And so many people, of course, eating low-carb diets find this really, really appealing. So This recipe is from my blog archives, July 2014, July 11th, 2014, and I posted it after a trip to the coast when we prepared fresh rockfish, and this one just kind of happened to jump out at me as something that would be great to try with the fish that we'd obtained. It's posted under the headline, Forget Fish Sticks, Treat Kids to Spicy Fried Fillets. My son, who was, I think, just two maybe at the time, he was starting to appreciate fish. The easiest way to find this post is go to my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and select from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under the heading archives and select July 2014 page down a bit. It should be in the middle of the hit list because they're posted in reverse order July 11th. Forget fish sticks, treat kids to spicy fried fillets. So here's the recipe for Hanoi style fried fish with turmeric and dill. And this is a deep fried fish recipe, which I'm fully aware is very appealing to so many people, my family included. I know if I actually take the fish preparation to its kind of pinnacle, in my husband's opinion, and deep fry it, this would make him very, very content with dinner for sure. It calls for one and a half pounds of firm 
white fleshed fish fillets with the skin off that can be any kind of rockfish as we talked about. It could be halibut. It could be flounder. It could be sole. Those are more delicate, but you don't want a fish that's going to totally fall apart. One and a half teaspoons sea salt or kosher salt, three tablespoons fish sauce. Again, this has that Southeast Asian flavor profile. One tablespoon peeled and minced fresh ginger root, two scallions trimmed and thinly sliced, a tablespoon sugar, a teaspoon freshly ground black pepper, one tablespoon ground turmeric. A lot of those ingredients are for the marinade. One and a half cups rice flour. That's for basically battering the fish. This is not a wet batter though. Peanut oil for frying. You could use another neutral oil, grapeseed oil I like. Avocado oil I think is a really good choice as well for people who don't want to do peanut oil or maybe have dietary restrictions. Three to four ounces dried rice vermicelli noodles. Those are going to be part of the filling in these lettuce wraps. A third cup fresh dill chopped. A quarter cup low sodium soy sauce. And that's optional. A third cup mok chom, which is another Asian style sauce that can be found at Asian markets and on the ethnic aisles of most grocery stores. One lime cut in a quarters, pickled carrots, 12 large lettuce leaves, one small bunch mint leaves, one small bunch cilantro, and a half a cup unsalted dry roasted peanuts. Again, if you have food allergy issue sensitivity and don't want to do peanuts you could also do toasted almonds here which would be really really lovely it starts by cutting the fish fillets into two inch chunks sprinkle the pieces all over with the salt that's one and a half teaspoons sea salt or kosher salt let them sit at room temperature for 15 minutes Meanwhile, in a bowl, whisk together the fish sauce, three tablespoons, the peeled and minced fresh ginger, that's a tablespoon, the two scallions that have been trimmed and thinly sliced, the tablespoon sugar, the teaspoon freshly ground black pepper, and stir that until the sugar has dissolved. Rub the mixture over the fish pieces so they're thoroughly coated, then place them on a plate. Sprinkle them with the turmeric, that's one tablespoon ground turmeric, cover and refrigerate for 20 minutes. Now you're gonna get ready to fry, so you wanna kinda of set up the area for doing that. Line a baking sheet with several layers of paper towels. Arrange on top an oven-safe wire rack. Place on the middle oven rack and preheat to 200 degrees. You're gonna cook this in batches, of course, and keep the fish warm and crispy as it comes out of the oven. Place the rice flour, that's one and a half cups, in a shallow bowl. Lightly coat each piece of marinated fish and flour, shaking off any excess. Pour enough oil into a wok to create a depth of at least an inch. This is going to take about one to two cups of oil. And of course, the wider bottomed cooking vessel you have, the shallower it's going to be. So it can often be a much better choice if you're trying not to use this gallons of oil to choose a narrower cooking vessel that will allow the oil level to rise up higher to cover the food. Heat over medium high heat until the oil is almost smoking. So of course it's important to choose a high heat cooking oil here. Working in batches as needed, you don't want to overcrowd the pan, add the fish and cook for four to eight minutes, depending on the thickness of the pieces. Using tongs to move and turn the fish as needed so it's evenly cooked and golden brown. Use tongs to transfer the cooked fish to the wire rack in the oven. To make the vermicelli noodles that are part of the filling, boil a kettle of water and place the dry vermicelli noodles 
and that's three to four ounces in a heat-proof bowl. Pour the just-spoiled water over the noodles and then let them sit according to package directions. Drain, then toss with the chopped dill. Fresh dill may be a little bit difficult to obtain this time of year. I think the dill is something that really makes this recipe, but if you happen to have something like Thai basil growing in your garden, which I do right now, there could be some other sort of suitable substitutes if you kind of just brainstorm a little bit, think outside the box on that one. When you're ready to serve, arrange the dilled vermicelli on a platter along with the pieces of warm fried fish, the soy sauce if you're using that, and or the nuoc chom for dipping, the lime wedges, the pickled carrots, lettuce, mint, and cilantro, and garnish with the peanuts. Pickled carrots are something you could make yourself just using a very, very simple brine of rice, wine, vinegar, salt, and sugar just to cover the carrots. But they're also something that you could find in almost like a sauerkraut form in refrigerated sections of supermarkets. I've seen various versions of pickled vegetables and pickled carrots certainly may be among them. And it calls for 12 large lettuce leaves to assemble these lettuce cups, a small bunch of mint leaves, a small bunch of cilantro, and for the garnish, a half a cup unsalted dry roasted peanuts, or you could substitute roasted almonds. Let people make their own lettuce wraps family style. This quantity makes about four servings. It calls for the optional soy sauce for dipping a quarter cup and the nuoc chom, which is a third cup. And that's Hanoi style fried fish with turmeric and dill. A great way to use Oregon coast local rockfish or any other fish. This would also be great with albacore tuna, which I mentioned in a previous podcast and gave a recipe for conserved tuna. It'd be really, really delicious. You can read the current post to my blog with the recipe for fish stew with Moroccan flavors at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.